It's time for the Minecraft Podcast, episode 142. Welcome to the Minecraft Podcast, take two. Uh, here we have Badge, we have Good, hello, and we have Lorgon111 or Brian MCN or Brian or, or whatever you want to call me. Hello, or that guy, or he makes the scavenger hunt game bingo. Or <laughs> no, um, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Good. Doing good. Uh, Thanks for having me on the podcast. No problem. Happy to have you. Uh, how how should... It's weird because before the podcast, we had a really good talk about uh, politics. Uh, then we started the podcast, and then uh, I realized because Windows 10 updated my computer without me wanting it, that all the audio was gone. So we stopped and have started again. We had a great discussion about Survivor before. But I don't think we can recapture it. No. Basically, me and Chad both agree that wow. Brains versus Brawn versus Beauty is dumb. It's dumb. And, and I have a theory that there's one member on every team, on every tribe that should belong in a different tribe. Maybe and they're the mole. I think they are. That's the thing, is that they were originally <laughs> supposed to be on... You know, the, and uh, on, like, like the blonde girl on Brawn was supposed to be on Beauty... And they are a mole this whole time, and they're going to, to move them. And they're going to take them out of that tribe and put them into another into the tribe that they were supposed to be on. And that and and it's going to cause a whole bunch of drama. And they're also going to be a fish out of water. Like, that causes drama. It's a shock. It's a twist. They're a fish out of water. Now they're with a new tribe, but the tribe that they actually belong in, and they know everything about this other tribe. That's what I think. Okay, now that you've now that you've said it and used the word mole, I be, I could believe it more. I I, I, still use, think it's, I really don't think that's what's happened, but uh, it's more possible now that you've used the word mole. <laughs> you've convinced. What me. if I said this season is like no other season of Survivor? Because that's something they say all the time. Yeah, would well, you believe me now? Yeah, I know. No. What do you think about the immunity idol that can be made into a super idol? I think that's perfect. I think that's great because. Yeah. There was no reason to find a second idol, and last season, he used it on someone else, which felt so, like, w what? Why? I like right. the super idol a lot. Do you? What does the super idol do? So, um, in, in the past, if you found a, an idol, right, you can say, before the count is called, you can use your idol, and you're immune. Mm -hmm. In the last season, someone found two of them and used one of them on someone else and one on himself later. And it was like, whoa, he had two. This season, you can combine two into a super idol where you don't have to say that you're going to use your idol before oh. the vote. You can be voted out and then say, I would That's like to use my powerful. super idol and still be in the game. What I want to see is an alliance of two join their idols together like you know we're an alliance say me and you chat we're an alliance oh my and gosh either of us so get cool. we both we both had found an idol and we both agree well if either one of us gets voted out let's combine our idol let's let our are they transferable on. yeah 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 they've always been transferable you can do whatever you want to with them Ooh. Oh, that's <clears throat> smart 
Although that's presumably- what I, would, I would rather see that than like someone has found two and they just make it a super idol. I, I would rather see an alliance bring their idols together to save each other kind of thing. But presumably but, one of the people has to be, you know, quote unquote, the owner who combines it then. And so you'd have to be right. trusting the other person. And yeah. 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 But you can do it after the vote. Right. So you don't have to like hand it over ahead of the vote. You just be like, you know, if this. Yeah. Happens. Each each person keeps their own idol, basically, mm-hmm. until. Yeah. yeah until they get voted out. And then they say, would you like my idol to make it a super idol? Interesting. Um, this is why you should survivor. be playing Survivor. I would love to. I've I've, I've applied. Did you saw? Did you see Jeff Prost responded to to Jeff Sano? No. <laughs> so you know Jeff Sano, uh, Jay Sano, uh, applied to be on Survivor this year and um, made a he even put his he even put his application video out on YouTube, uh, so you can go watch it. Um, but uh, he uh, he tweeted Jeff Prost. He was like, here you know here's my thing or whatever. And uh, Jeff responded with um, nice you know nice submission or whatever but i don't think you have enough backstory to be interesting enough basically <laughs> he told him flat out yeah because I, I think i think jeff would be you know fantastic. Yeah, i don't know what props means by that and we me and jeff talked about it sano a, a, quite a bit um me, me and jeff props we said and it's like i wonder if that was really jeff props responding or if he has some people to handle his twitter or you know how how much he interacts with his own Twitter. I, yeah, I'd be surprised to see. Is he listed as a executive producer? Yeah. Okay. Wait. Okay. Because hmm. I was like, I, you wouldn't think that the host would be able to say say that. Like, no, sorry, we don't want you. But if he's executive producer, he can. There's if you, if you watch some some of this crap like uh, Britain's Got Talent or something, when they go around the people that are going to be contenders. There's often some real sad story about how they're here to, to you know, celebrate the life of their dead grandmother who died last week and all this sort of stuff. But maybe they want to do that more. Uh, yeah. The thing is, is, I mean, a story can go so far and you could even see it with something like Minecraft where it's like, oh, man, this game was coded by one guy, Notch. Like, I heard that said so much and it's so it's such a stupid story, but it's a story. It's not as stupid as his dead brother. Well, Harold <laughs> Prime, Jeff, you know, a volunteer firefighter, nurse, YouTuber. I think he's got enough. Yeah, to be that's interesting. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. He needs I mean, to be a cancer survivor. Sorry. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, I don't. I, I don't know if you you watch Amazing Race. It's it's not so amazing anymore, really. It's just kind of race. <laughs> I've actually seen that one. I like. I, I, have you seen this season? No. God, this season. That's what I was I about to complain you. about. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's. Uh, um, why do you think it's so bad? Well, I enjoy seeing real life people, non actors, on a reality show. And what they did this season is everyone is a YouTuber, a Viner, or an Instagram personality and so you can tell from the very beginning episode one on every episode i've watched it's like it's like they've got a bunch of paid actors because these people are used to being quote unquote on all the time yeah and so that's what they're doing throughout the show too it's like a bunch of paid actors are now running this amazing race and it's just to me it's just i don't know it loses all of its original reality portion of the reality show to me interesting i liked it because I I enjoy the one-liners and like they're 
you know, the, the best part about seeing a reality TV show is kind of do is someone put in a situation that's not normal, which is what the amazing race is all about. And then doing something absurd. And these guys are like so ready to do something absurd, but I don't know. I, I actually have been enjoying this season. I also am a big fan of Tyler Oakley. Uh, and they, I don't know. It's just, so yeah, I don't know. I've, I've been, I've been fine with this season. You know, people talk shit about my laugh, but that motherfucker should never ever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what? That's probably one of the biggest things putting me off. Every time he's on camera, it's like they just cut out segments of him laughing, and it's like, oh my god. I'm just, I'm just trying to remember now. When we were in Florida, something set you off, and, and you laughed. We were all laughing, and I can't remember what the hell it was now. No you, yeah, I think you were probably drunk, actually, to be fair. So. Well, that, then that was just the one night. <laughs> you weren't even there, Chad. I fell asleep in the bar. <laughs> I heard, what else? God, something else happened that everyone I was like. I got lost? You, you were like yelling? You were like <laughs> singing or something? No, I was just repeating Bernie motherfucking Sanders. That's what it was. <laughs> at the top of his voice. That's what it was. In Disney. Yes. Yes. We weren't in Disney. It was just in a bar. In Disney. In Disney. On, on the resort. I mean, it's not like there was a bunch of little three-year-olds. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You zoom in. You zoom in. Okay. At the resort. And then you zoom out a little bit and it says all that land is Disney. <laughs> all of it. Okay. Sure, we were on Disneyland, but I want to make sh- make it clear that there's not a bunch of children running around. Uh, you were drunk. How do you even know? I know. It was, okay, let's put it this way. If there were kids running around at that hour, then they deserve whatever they got. <laughs> then they deserve burning Mother Evan Sanders. Maybe they should get old enough to vote. Oh, my gosh. Um, um, yeah. So, anyways, let's let's get back on topic here. Survivor, yes! Surviving Survivor. Mike Crack Island. Um that's the thing that will be on the Minecraft network on the 11th episode one will be on Minecraft network on the 11th. Um, and then they will be released once a week, which um, some people think that's too far in between, but it is what it is. So. And then the finale, how, what does the finale look like? Uh, finale is live streamed actually. So it's very similar to the television show survivor where, um, uh, I guess let's talk about the premise. It's it's very similar to the television show Survivor. If you've never if you've never seen the show Survivor, there was twelve people selected by the Minecrackers. Um, Chad wasn't a Minecracker at the time, so he got no vote. Um, and uh, so we we each selected someone that we thought would fit in, and you know we could play with. And <laughs> that, that don't take that out of context. Um, <laughs> but uh, someone that we, that we could share we a hotel all, room with at a convention. <laughs> So uh, Brian was actually one of the people selected. Uh, Kurt picked him. Um, I picked uh, Zuljan, uh, and just so on. There's twelve. There's twelve of them total. Uh, and um, there's two tribes of six, and they're, they're they're to survive. It was the first time we'd ever used the mumble plugin. I think it's the first time the mumble plugin really been used for anything uh, Minecraft on a big scale. Because that's the mumble why- plugin is the uh, directional audio that you guys used in a UHC at some point after that too. Yeah. Right, right. Which we were we were always holding out to use it in a UAC until this aired. We didn't want to make a big deal about the mumble audio thing until Story Minecraft Island aired, and then it took so long to become a thing that we ended up finally just being like, let's do it in this UHC. Um. So, uh, 
there's that, which which allows the contestants to kind of wander in the woods and have that that social game, which otherwise would have been impossible to do. You'd had to been like moving calls, or I don't even know. I don't even know the logistics of of it without something like the mumble plugin. I mean, it wasn't without its flaws, but uh, there was a lot of some audio sort of dropping and stuff, wasn't there? But generally, I think it was a, a good choice. Oh yeah, yeah definitely being that. able to wander off and yeah have private conversations and. Even realistic. parts where you're doing challenges where you have to communicate with your teammates and they're, you know, running off into the woods to find something. You're like, wait, wait, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. I think one of my favorites was the um the, one of the challenges. Not to not, try not try not to spoil anything too much, but one of the challenges is like a um there's a, a something built and there's one caller and he has to communicate to the rest of the tribe where to place the blocks to recreate this build this build and the the tribe members are running off into the woods to find the parts that are needed to build this thing and you had to be in just the right spot to hear him so like i don't remember were you i think you were the caller weren't you i was a caller yeah yeah so yeah i remember brian up there like trying to communicate with this tribe and they're running off like wait no but you uh." (laughs) (laughs) if someone runs off and they can't hear them anymore yep (laughs) Uh, so it, it did, it did, uh, propose some challenges to the, uh, the audio guys that did the final cut cause they had to try to work around all that audio. But I think, I think it all worked out pretty well. Um, so yeah, it was like 12 episodes total once a week until the finale It's 11 or 12. I think it might be 11 episodes. And then the finale is, um, is live stream. Um, it, 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 it you, you have challenges each day and then there's a, there's a, there's a council and then you vote off a person and eventually the people you vote off form the council that will decide the winner and uh and then that's it it took uh like 22 hours straight um we had the minecrackers were the cameraman um so not everyone could be there the whole time but some people were there literally from the time we started to the time we finished um there was a lot of footage yeah it was uh and that's and that was one of the hurdles i guess in getting this this out is trying to edit together and piece together all the different angles and finding the relevant parts from all the different angles um because the minecrackers were just vanished and flying around you know recording hidden as cameraman and you have to go through all the footage and see well what you know who's got angles on this this particular thing and who's got the best angle and who's got the best audio and all of that um and there was also some legal issues that came up in the bit but we won't we won't really talk about that much <laughs> we'll just we'll just casually allude to them that's all <laughs> <laughs> we'll blame them for it taking two and a half years yes. actually how yeah. long more than two and a half years right but i'm really oh i'm it? really looking forward to seeing how it turns out in terms of just like the production yeah because yeah. i think have you watched any of the episodes yet i i I'm not sure that yeah, would they were available for us to watch, or if they were, I haven't haven't watched any of the produced episodes. But I haven't even gone back and watched the you know episodes where I recorded my own perspective. I want to be able to see it fresh again when it comes on. Okay. And are so, you going to release any of your perspectives of the stuff? Yeah, I I edited like you know back two and a half years ago, like the week <laughs> after we did it, I edited a bunch <laughs> of episodes, and uh yeah then i have an episode zero and i rewatched that uh just to get it scheduled since it's coming up in a few days to figure out <laughs> how to release it. but it will, it will be a lot of it will be refresher even for me right so. um the episode one has gone through like seven revisions at this point i think it is getting like the music right the audio right just moving around because the originally the production company was trying to make sure that nothing in the video was released out of order 
and eventually we kind of ooh yeah that's that seems like over constrained right and so we eventually got him to with with enough notes back and forth and stuff got him to where it's you know something might come up like in an interview like if you said something in an interview that would have fit in even if the interview was from episode seven if it would have fit into something that happened in episode one we're like use it you know just it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be exactly right. in order it's a production not necessarily you know this is the this happened at this moment and then the other thing they were doing is you know you're switching back and forth from from the tribes it was like they would show everything that happened on one tribe and then switch to the second tribe and show everything and now we got it where it's more of a balance like this happened at tribe one and wow this is also happening at tribe two kind of thing so that sounds yeah just at a high level that sounds way better to me so i'm glad it's like that but i'm really looking forward to seeing what the first produced episode is like to get a sense of how good it could be there are some moments that are a bit awkward because um some of the word word words we used had to be changed um and uh you know my, i don't have the same mic or anything so there are occasions where you can tell that something's dubbed over there's also occasions where you guys as contestants said some stuff and we didn't want to have to bug you all to all do voiceover. So, um, so good did those voiceovers as well. No, no, but we did do a couple of things where it's kind of like we put a black bar over a Minecraft person's mouth and uh, censor them that way. It's kind of like the trying to take the humor Man, out. I'm really loving this game of Minecraft. All of a sudden you got like the chicken noise or whatever. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there, but for the most part, we could cut out anything that, you know, just didn't need to be said. Yeah, I could imagine if you had, you know, like 250 hours worth of video footage or whatever, you could probably manage to cut a little bit of it before you turn yeah. it in. So the opening, though, has completely been redubbed, like I've completely reread. So whenever you guys, if you guys release like the opening. Oh, yeah, that's great. Get a different a different version of it because I've re-recorded that. I can imagine the first lines. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, but I think it's going to be fun. I, you know, it's a little bit dated. Uh, well, it's a lot dated, but I don't know that any of it had to be released at a certain time, other than the fact that the prize was, you know, someone's been sitting around for three years waiting um, for the the final votes to be even read. I guess that's important to mention is that the final votes are not even read. So technically, I think that it's probably likely that the person that wins has worked it out. Um, but we never have technically said who won either. And they win access to the the Minecraft Minecraft server and the Seven Days to Die and UAC. Server, yes. Just basically any of our any of the Minecraft servers. Right. Basically. Right. Right. Which, um, if this goes well, we're definitely going to do a season two. Robin's really excited about doing a season two, and with everything we've learned from season one, it'd be easy to do a season two. And mark your calendars, two thousand twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we could do a season two um, much quicker this time for sure. But the prize would be, you know, like a, a sponsored prize or something like that. Like a, a winner wins a computer or something. Not, it wouldn't be the same type of thing. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, even way back then or whatever, even just trying to agree on twelve people, but. You wouldn't mind adding to the server would have been a big deal so it took a long time like i mean yeah there was so many hurdles in making this happen and i remember um it was at uh the the first play on con where i met you chad actually me and btc sat down and went over all the contestants and like that was the final okay these are definitely the contestants so we let everyone know that weekend all right this is officially finally the the contestant list um because we had like 20 contestants that we had all because i think everyone picked one 
and we had to go throughout you know let's look at their channel and see do they have a mic that sounds good and um stuff like that which the guy that jeff picked jacino picked uh adrian his he's the only one that really had some issues with the mumble because he was on a mac and the mobile plugin didn't exist for Mac, and he contacted the the guy that made the mobile plugin. They ended up making him there was some workaround. He got it he got it working, but it wasn't perfect. And like there were occasions where he his mumble would mess up, and everyone's audio would loop through him back to everyone. So it <laughs> happened a couple times where it was just like everyone talking about ah! once. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Oh man, um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's crazy because yeah, it's like as long as I've known you. This has been a project in the works, <laughs> in the yeah. works, yeah. And it releases yeah. in two the days. First time I met you, basically, we were finalizing the contestant yeah. list. Mm. I mean, to be fair, it's not been on the works constantly. It's no, right? No. Things, and then it's had to wait for things to happen, and then no. it's come back. But I, I remember people like at that play on con being like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this project that Good is doing," and I was like, "What?" I just want to hang out with the guy. I just want to be friends. <laughs> um, yeah. At the end of the day, I feel like, I mean, again, I haven't seen the produced episodes, but I imagine that, you know, like even if you don't care about Minecraft or even if you don't care about the particular people who are in it or know them at the beginning or whatever, like I think it may be really, I don't know, entertaining, engaging, whatever to watch. Um, and so I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that aspect. Yeah, yeah. I hope people just give it a, a shot, even if uh, they're like you just said. It's it doesn't. You don't necessarily have to be interested in Minecraft or any of those things. Um, just to be something entertaining. So honestly, I think that uh, the people that will enjoy it more are probably people that aren't so invested in Minecraft and stuff because they won't uh, be looking for this thing to be filled that they've worked up in their mind over all the years. You know what I mean? Like they've hyped it up to this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. People who don't have any preconceived hy- hype notions coming in from the past two and a half years, right? Right, right. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope I uh, hope it does well, um, and uh, hopefully we can do more of it because it was it was fun to do either way. Um, just hate it. it took took as long as it did, but it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. So uh, look for that. Uh, this episode of the podcast will go up tomorrow. So look for it the day after the podcast to drop, and that'll be on the Minecraft Network channel or your channel. Minecraft Network channel. Wow. So on this YouTube channel, look for Surviving Minecraft Island uh, tomorrow. Holy crap. That's exciting. Uh, I will move on to another topic. Uh, It is time to talk. No, I don't know how this segue was going to happen. Um, (laughs) I think I was going to I was going to be like, it's the season to buy packages from Amazon it's not it's not a, anyway I have a story about Amazon uh, and this is something that I've always w- wondered why Amazon hadn't done before Amazon is leasing 20 aircrafts Boeing aircrafts for cargo delivery and I've had this thought in my head for a while why doesn't Amazon make its own shipping service if uh, you look into UPS, FedEx, DHL, right, all the their cars, yeah, just look in inside. Every box is an Amazon box. Why on earth has Amazon not just like okay, f- yes, drones are coming, you know, cool. Why haven't they made a UPS competitor? Yeah, you've got to wonder. 
Right? Must, I mean... They must be spending a lot on it. Must I be. know, right? And I'm sure they get a pretty good deal. Oh, I'm sure they get close to cost, yeah. Yeah. But even so... All I can imagine is that, you know, it's a big overhead thing to, like, get get into and get your foot in the door or whatever. Like, I don't yeah, even know when you when you start something like that, because I, I don't know. Does anyone know? Like, how do you start? If you were going to be the next UPS, like, well, I mean, you can't just start in central Wisconsin and it's like, hey, we can deliver your package down the street. Like, the whole yeah, mail is... But that's exactly it. what you do. I mean, the thing is, is that they they have... They've now moved... All of their warehouses next to cities like every single city has an Amazon warehouse, basically. Uh, And all you have to do is say, listen, we're starting. We're starting in Boston and uh, we are going to hire 30 new employees with 30 new cars. And now our costs in Boston, just Boston is super reduced. And it's the Amazon delivery service. See, I thought well, that, that's how they start going when they started the one-hour delivery because they hired yeah. drivers to do this type of stuff. I thought that they were working their way in the door with that. Um, mm-hmm. Even though they don't have trucks, you know, they're, they're they're establishing some drivers and that sort of thing. Is that's kind of what I thought, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like how how hard is it to code in? Oh, this item's not available for one-hour delivery, but we can fly it to we can fly it and then drive it to the warehouse and get it delivered within two days, just like every other Amazon product. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm. Flo- so maybe I don't know. You know, who knows? I'm speculating, but I'm. But that this is a step towards uh, Amazon. Amazon's own delivery service. And you, if you're UPS or FedEx, you or USPS, even you know the United States Postal Service. I'd, I'd be scared. I would be so scared. It does say in that article that they have. Was it a seven-year lease? Um, and they have the option to purchase shares in that airplane leasing company. I thought, mean, God's sake, how, how do you run a leasing company with 20 Boeings to spare, first of all? I mean, what's a delivery company? How do you have that? I know. Um, One company is like, I would like to buy 20 Boeings. <laughs> 767s, please. Yeah, 767s. How much is that? Three billion dollars? Yes. Okay, that's fine. A couple of hundred million. Gosh, I hope people rent these because they're just sitting around. (laughs) Rather, if they don't get rented, yeah. Um, But yeah, they 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 get the option to buy shares for the next seven years at what is currently seventeen percent discount on the on the stock price. But then the stock price jumped like ten percent as soon as this was announced. So they might get a bit of a bargain. But it's only up to twenty percent, I think, wasn't it? Something. That is so funny. Um, what do you guys think a Cessna costs? Cessna. I was like, I'm going to buy a Cessna. I'm not going. To what is okay? So wait, describe <laughs> describe a Cessna. It's a little single, uh, <clears throat> like seating for four. Uh, single prop. Thing. Is it a prop or jet? Prop. prop. Oh, it's a tiny. This the tiny little. Don't thing. look it up. I see you over there googling chat. Don't I, look Google it up. a Cessna. I'm not googling the price of a Cessna. I just want to know what it is. Don't buy a new one. You never buy anything brand new. No, oh, no, I wasn't going to buy it. No, I'm just, just looking like, at no. images. Okay, so it's, it's a 1997 Cessna is still like $150,000. Wow. Jeez. A new one, like a 2016, I didn't even see a 2000, or I'm uh, sorry, like a 2014, I didn't even see a 2016, was over $200,000. I was like $250,000. So yeah, I thought 
I thought, you know, I was thinking like sixty k, nineteen nineties thing, you know, like ah, like fifty, sixty grand. Yeah, you know? that's what I was thinking. Yeah, this does no, not look not. like I was. Try, I was like, is this a jet plane? No, this is just like a prop plane. Like if you think of plane. like <laughs> Miami Vice, yeah, prop plane. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I really in thought to the that cost of the plane. Like, there's the fuel costs and then insurance costs. I'm sure have got to be storage, maintenance. storage, maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every every two thousand hours on the engine, you have to rebuild it. I've learned a lot about these in the last like month because I was like, man, this drive to Rock Hill, South Carolina, it's just too far. It's like three and a half hours, and I could fly it much, but there there's no cost. That's that's too expensive. Uh, you also have to factor in maybe flight lessons as well. <laughs> yeah, but that's only like six months. I looked into that. It's only like six months to get the flying lessons. Um, it's not that expensive. It's not like it's only uh, half a year of your life. College expensive. Yeah. So uh, I'm actually doing something that I haven't announced yet that I'm actually really excited for. GDC is coming up. Did you drop something on your pants? I did. No, not in my pants. On your pants. It. No, it's on the ground somewhere. I um. So GDC is coming up and I went to Google flights and there was a flight with boutique air for $80 boutique, not boutique. Oh, boutique as in BOA as in, as in it's a boutique service. Yeah. Boutique. A boutique service. No. Anyway, boutique air, (laughs) a bar boutique air, whatever. It doesn't matter. Super inexpensive cost from L.A. to Oakland. How do you spell it? B-O-T-I-Q-E. Air. B-O-T-I-Q. B-O-T-U-Q. B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E. Boutique. 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 Well, it's kind of a matter. So I'm like, so I'm like, wait, wait a second. Why is this flight... A, so inexpensive so i click it and it is flying through this connection i have never heard of ever and i'm like th- that is the weirdest airport i have ever seen let me let me find it are you doing this are you doing this? through mer merced merce m c e m e r s e d is the name merced merced Merced? <laughs> I don't know. Some weird city. I'm like, what the heck? You click it, and in red letters, it says propeller plane on it. Woo-hoo. Oh, man. <laughs> I took one of those from Vancouver once, and I, I didn't like it. So I have booked a flight to GDC. <laughs> this is going to be a vlog of my experience flying. It's going to be a noisy vlog. It has six seats on the entire plane. How how oh long God. is the flight? Why are you doing this? It's inexpensive. I needed to get to I needed to get to Oakland. I needed to get to San Francisco. It's the cheapest I mean, flight. Other ways that you it's know, the you, cheapest you, flight. It's like you were like, well, you know, a camel was pretty cheap, so I booked the camel. Is basically what you're saying. Is, is, is the logic is. I'm so excited about this. Uh, so you, an hour? You sh- yeah, it's only an hour and as uh, it's uh, it's about a two hour uh, flight. But it's a, I was planning on driving, which is six hours. So I'm saving four hours. The, the flight cost me 90 bucks, which I could probably spend on gas, that amount of money. Good's face is like, you are insane. You are just insane. You're going to die. This is, so I'm going to record a vlog of the experience. I don't know what's, I'm going to show up. It's 
out of LAX. So I'm like, am I going to go to LAX and then walk out on the on I the tarp? So you walk out of the tarmac, right? <laughs> Is there going to be a dude with like a a plastic bag that's like, oh, I here's your ticket? I'm like going to put a helmet with fucking aviation <laughs> visor on his head. That's what I want him to be doing. <laughs> so uh, that'll that'll be a vlog next week at some point. Um, I'm sure you'll be fine, but uh, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm not scared. I'm never scared of of any flights, really. Um, yeah, the small ones do crash more often, um, but yeah, but they're, they're lower, so it's they're, they go so, slower. You know, you know. The other day, Chad, you linked me to this website. I don't remember what it was now, but it shows all the flight crashes like in real time. And that was terrifying because I didn't realize that it was like in the last five minutes, 12 planes have crashed. Like they're not commercial airlines, but they're like these little fucking planes you're about to get on. Oh, oh, oh. So um, near where I live is a big uh, airfield. Well, it's not a big airfield. It's, 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 it's a small airfield, but it's, it's a big, small airfield. Um, and I was driving, I was at my mate's garage and I, I was driving home. And as I got out of his place, I could see this big plume of smoke coming up. And this is about a five-minute drive from his place to this airport. And as I was coming up, um, as I came alongside it, there were police cars turning up and the fire engines turning up. And I got in just before they shot the road and drove past the side of this airstrip. And there's a big plume of smoke. Anyway, it turns out Osama bin Laden's ex-wife or something and the son came into land at this airport and overshot it. Oh, no, they're taking off and overshot it and just plowed into this car park. Wow. That sounds like an inside job. Hmm. I don't think there'll be any conspiracy theories about that. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Step step Wi-Fi, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. (laughs) I almost saw a live crash. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, you're thinking of, uh, by the way, uh, aviation.globalincidentmap.com. Globalincidentmap.com is what... It was terrifying. Yeah, and, and every single to look now uh, <laughs> on what day? What day will I be looking there? Tuesday. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be Tuesday in between LA and San Francisco. <laughs> San- <laughs> there will be twelve accidents on next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant I'll, I'll look on Tuesday. You know, but we'll actually, actually on Tuesday I'll be in London. That's exciting. Chad doesn't know what to think of that. Yeah, I forgot. So you you said yes to that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I leave here on I'm Monday. So jealous. I wanted to go. Well, you could have gone. Oh well, GDC's no, I probably way more. Yeah, important. yeah. Um. So yeah, I leave here on Monday. You don't want to go, Chad. <laughs> I leave here on Monday. Land in London. They're like twenty hours to get on a plane and come back home. That's yeah. Bad, Hopefully, you don't give me the flu. We, uh, it's, it's like us going to San Francisco, really. Yeah. Well, at least you were there for a couple of days, not just 20 hours. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Kind of. <laughs> so, anyways, let's move on. Moving on to badges topic. Woo. Yeah. So, um, I, I just saw this when I was skating through the, the web today. Uh, is, is, is it is the ninth yes. that came out. So this uh, Vietnamese developer, um, I will not try and pronounce his name. Jesus Christ! To most people, IGN has autoplay video that scared the shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, I was like, why is there music all? Of a God, that scared me. It was like boom. 
this guy's got letters in his name that didn't know existed. Um, but he basically he's got a, a NES emulator, uh, and it scans the ROMs and automatically turns it into a three-dimensional game, uh, the, two, the a two D game into a three D game. So the platform you're standing on is now a, you know a proper floor. The things behind you, you know, it's different depths. That's um, really cool. I wonder how he's doing that. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little flaky still, but it's an early work in progress. But it's extremely interesting. And you can you can rotate the, the game as you're playing it as well. So it's proper. Yeah, I was looking at it and I was all I could imagine is that maybe, you know, if the way the game is being drawn is, you know, you're drawing sprites on top of sprites yeah. on top of the backgrounds or whatever, like you're using the Z depth information to try to just extrapolate where 3D stuff would be. I, I think that's probably what it's doing. Yeah, there are there are some periods where things are in front of him that quite blatantly should be behind. Um, right. That's probably, uh, say, what, what I thought he was doing. Some of them work better than others. I mean, the Mario works quite well. Right. And then, yeah, I couldn't also tell if he was also like taking creative liberty, you know, in certain things and saying, you know, in order to make this bit of Mario look better. Oh, I recognize that this is a, a block that I'm going to try to render like this. Maybe I'm not sure how much maybe. of that he's doing or not. I couldn't tell, but it looked like it looked like there was some extra magic, maybe. I don't know, but I think it's, 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 uh, it's a Firefox. It says, it, says uh, it works in browser in Firefox. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's cool. Even- even better. Uh, but it does say there is a Windows downloadable version coming at some point. If you legitimately own the ROMs, obviously. Yeah, this is yeah, this is really neat. I, I almost like the first time I saw it, it kind of looked oh, sorry, go ahead. You need like a like a VR headset to see it in three D? How does the three D be displayed to your eyeballs? I think it's just uh, rendered uh, the way oh, so you. Just yeah, it's like 3D, like Minecraft yeah. is 3D. It's but like, yeah, it's Super Mario you World. Move your yeah. camera around the front in order to see different angles of the depth that looked like from the from the video. Yeah, the Mega Man one is particularly good. It's funny. The first time I saw it, it kind of looked a little bit like uh, what is it? Um, uh, that game that was made by Media Molecule, Little Big Planet. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Like yeah, it kind of has that weird sort of style to it. Like part of me wonders like how difficult it would be to just like make everything look like it was made out of real objects. If you if you hit like sort of five minute mark, you get to yeah. Mega Man looks amazing somehow. It, it, yeah, that is really um, what, what you're saying. It kind of looks like that. Yeah, and, and I think it's quite nice because it, it's it's it kind of gives older games a new lease of life as well, which is yeah. Yeah, that's always cool. Yeah. yeah, and it's also really neat how they not only did they make it 3D, but he added like a light in the corner that adds shadow to every mm-hmm. object. Like, not only is it 3D, but it's 3D with shadow. And sort of. <laughs> the scores of the shadows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Some, sometimes it doesn't work out good. But <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. still a really cool idea. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he'll get shut down very soon. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to get his pants sued off of his body. Um, that's really cool. Thanks for showing that off. Well, there'll be a link if you want to see the video for yourself in the description below. Uh, hey, Minecraft uh, 1.9 was announced and released. Really? Yeah. I hadn't heard that. That's pretty awesome. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um I don't think the last the last podcast we were in Florida and it was released. I don't remember if we talked about it 
on that no, podcast. I and I, I went to bed and you decided to do a podcast. <laughs> Pizza was also delivered. Yeah. Um, so before we jump on to uh, Lorgon's topic, uh, 1.9, have you guys used it yet? No. I have. Lorgon has. Yeah. Ryan has. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if any of you guys play Minecraft anymore. But, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I've been, yeah, enjoying, I too. I've been enjoying it. I, yeah. I actually... I know a lot of people complain about the combat changes, but I think that just like survival, like, you know, fighting, you know, skeletons and zombies or whatever. Like, I think it's more interesting and exciting and challenging now in 1.9. And so I've challenging I've yes. that aspect. Yeah, uh, I, I agree <laughs> because uh, spamming your your sword is just so silly. And now that you have a shield, it makes combat like you really have to think like, are they about to attack? Do I need to throw up my sh- my my shield? You know, is my is my uh, sword back at full capacity? Like, I don't, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I just I like it from the point of view of back in you know 1.8 and earlier versions. For the most part, you could you know run around if you played the game a bit before. You could run around with a stone sword and no armor and just go wherever you want and kill skeletons and zombies and not really worry about the mobs. Yeah. And now it's like, you have to make choices at the beginning of the game. It's like, I'm not wearing armor. I should not try to fight with the skeleton right now. Mm. It reminds me back in beta when, you know, you'd run into a skeleton in a cave and like, you know, like two skeletons yeah. would be the death of you kind of thing. Or, or only not... UHD. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, no, no, stay away from the skeletons. Uh, I might try it at the weekend. Um, I updated my sub server to 1.9 and I've really been enjoying it and that's all sur- that's mostly survival uh, other than like a few mods that will run around and creative and fix things um, you, uh, you would pause play some ABBA or something that's where I saw like something about a stream on oh yeah we were on the Minecraft server yeah so you yeah. Point yeah that's true that's true we, we finally cleaned up spawn <laughs> from the last time we were on uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. Um, and I guess there's a bunch of new content in the end as well, but I haven't, I haven't gotten to it yet. I've just been, you know, restarting a new survival LP world or whatever and playing through, but I haven't gotten to the end and fought the under dragon and seen like the new end cities and all that stuff yet. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, I guess uh, since the code didn't change since the last snapshot, I guess I've played 1.9 because I <laughs> the last snapshot, you know, but uh, technically, Right. I just haven't played the official release, but they said there was no code changes. So, yeah. I don't know. I uh, I still enjoy uh, Minecraft a lot, but Survival, I guess, have just played it so much. I'm not really. It's a problem. I should, I should have played the snapshots, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely phases, and I I took a long break for from playing Survival for like six months or something, where I just got tired of it. But then when 1.9 was about to come back out, I started playing again. Yeah. I think- a lot of people don't kind of understand what it's like to play a game on a quite high level for a large amount of time for five you know, it's about five years though four years yeah yeah um, I've been doing it for more than five years yeah 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 and it, it kind of you, sometimes you just have to say look I've had enough let's just leave it for a while and we'll come back to it because we're not all playing you know the server 24 7 anymore everybody's kind of convinced that it's, it's dead it's not it's just we're just having this big break 
And I think I think now that one point one point nine's come out, I think it's gonna kick a few people probably into burn again over there. We'll see. Hmm. Maybe it won't, I don't know. <laughs> Um, now, I have, yeah, I was going to say something kind of related to that. If I want to take my topics out of order, the mm -hmm. thing that I have been uh, doing in my own survival let's play is it's not an original idea at all. In fact, I think at least one of you has done this at some point in the past, but trying to collect all of the items that you can get in survival Minecraft. Ooh, um, cool. Yeah. Quest for everything. I think I've seen Bash <laughs> do in the past. And uh, but the way that I did it, since I'm doing lots of map making stuff with command blocks, is setting up the command blocks to keep track of all the items that you have. And so there's a big room, and there's you know walls that are four walls that are like 27 long and five high that display all the items and item frames. And they start out you know on a redstone block background, and when you get the item, it lights up and turns green and tells you in the chat and keeps score and says, you know, there's 517 items or whatever that you need to get. And so far you've gotten 238 of them or whatever. How are you, is it, is it when you pick it up, it's automatically saying that, or do you have to put it in a chest somewhere or? How it's it? just once it detects it in your inventory for the first time, uh, yeah, uh, it just automatically goes and signals it. Um, and it's still, you have to make a lot of choices if you're going to do something like that, because it's like, how do you count the items? Like just for one example, banners, there's like banners you can put all these different patterns on. And yeah. if you like do all the combinations of banners, there's like something like 400 billion, billion, billion different styles of banners that you could craft. Potions, books. Yeah, there's like 90 some odd potions. There's, uh, yeah, 27 different types of enchanting books. And you can have, you know, like four levels of feather falling. And so there's like... Oh, right. indeed, yeah, enchanted weaponry, you know, do, do you one for each enchantment? Exactly. Do you need an yeah. iron sword that's got Bane of Arthropods 4 that has 260 durability left? Like, <laughs> those are all unique items in some sense. And so the way that I chose to do it was just, uh, you know, items have like an item ID in Minecraft in terms of like how they're stored. And so like iron sword is like one item ID in Minecraft. And so if you get any iron sword, doesn't matter, you know, enchantments and all those kinds of things, then, you know, it registers the iron sword. If you get any banner, it registers that you've got a banner. Mm -hmm. um, if you get any splash potion, it registers it as a splash potion. Um, and um, so long as there's not more than 16 variations, there's a number of things that there's just a few number of variations, uh, like um, six different types of logs or uh, 16 different colors of wool. And so basically up to 16 different variations of one item type uh, I count as distinct items. And then if it's beyond 16, then I just say any one of them counts for everything. And that made it reasonable. But there's still a whole bunch of difficult to obtain items. There's stuff like the elytra uh, wings that you get in the end, at the end of the game, apparently. And there's there's like the mob heads when you electrified creeper like blows up, you know, a skeleton, you can get a skeleton head. And the know, dragon head. Yeah, the what, dragon what? head and beacons and are you, are you counting? Are you counting records as... as uh, yes. And so there's 12 different music discs. And they're they're fun to get. I actually, once you get like armored up or whatever, and then just like go out and night and try to get skeletons to shoot creepers, like that's something I really enjoy in the game. And what about actually, like uh, the, the block of a mushroom? Yes, you can silk touch both red and brown mushroom blocks. Right. And so that's another item that you can get in your inventory. I basically try to hand curate all of the types of items that you can actually obtain in survival. You don't get the spotty red block, though, anymore, do you? Right. There's like certain, 
I think you can only get like the interior red yeah. color and the interior right. brown color, and you can't get it on the different sides. If you want, if you want the side patterns, you have to like grow the mushroom and use a piston to push it around to like make it a part of the build. Right. You can't actually inventory. Right. Which sucks. But in any case, that was something that I, I made originally just for me to have something to like motivate me to play point nine because there was all this new content and it would be like okay here's a way to force myself to go and kind of like try to explore all of it um and it's turning out to be really fun i'm finding it's a big uh, job as well yes um we were supposed yes. to do that as a multiplayer we even had the pmc team made a bucket version of everything you just described and it's done mm-hmm. and everything we just never did actually do anything with it i see so that's that's the other thing i was going to say is basically that there's a server that i've been playing minecraft on and we were going to get together and see you know like if we had 12 people at the same time like could we knock this out in three hours like i don't know how quickly could we do it um and so we were actually going to try this weekend and then plan to the following weekend to like you know that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly the type of thing I was thinking. But yeah, I was gonna say if you wanted to, you know, get any, you know, minecrackers back in, it seems like that's the type of idea where it lets you do a bunch of Minecraft stuff. Everyone can kind of go off and do their own kind of favorite thing because there's a whole lot of things you need to collect and it's something you could do maybe on a, a couple of weekends. And so it's more like recording, you know, a one-off thing, like, you know, big UHC or something as opposed to you know, playing right. at the server every day and could be an interesting way to, to try to get people back in and get interested. But everyone's on kind of their own schedule of ups and downs in terms of where they are with Minecraft. And you guys have had a lot more demand over a lot longer time for it. So... But in any case, that's I've never stopped. Like I always just always go to end up playing modded. Like it's funny, mm-hmm. I started doing Life in the Woods recently, and I see all these comments like, "Oh, I'm glad you're playing Minecraft again." But meanwhile, we've had an uh, Agrarian Skies, which is um, you know Skyblock <laughs> Minecraft, and we're on episode like 120 of that, and it's been every other day for uh, almost a year now or something. So yeah, like, and then also people were all like, "Oh, where's the where's the the vanilla Minecraft?" It was like uh, that was back when we were still playing Gob. It was like every day <laughs> like every other day <laughs> what are you talking about people <clears throat> yeah so yeah <clears throat> i i still enjoy the game i just think i need a bit more variety but like you're saying the, the quest for everything anything that brings a group together like that i think it's it's always easy to kind of get together and enjoy it because it's you know, you're hanging out with your friends to some degree as well not just playing the game mm-hmm. well, mildly off topic but jeb did say that he's doing a new mob as well no oh. yeah that's yeah. right I think the only hint he gave is like it's got like some kind of white pink color or something. It's, it's almost it's, it's very 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 light gray, isn't it? So I think the general consensus is possibly ghost. But you know, you know I always that. think it's funny that like people beg for like stuff in the ocean, and they guess I guess they got guardians. I guess they did get that, but mm-hmm. it still feels like the ocean is still really barren. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 not necessarily mobs. It's it's ambient stuff. It's birds. Yeah fish you know yeah. it don't have to be you know things you can seaweed say. i mean they're, they're, yeah it's like once you go underwater it's like all terrain generation is like just terrain that's the only thing you get <laughs> you only get terrain yeah, yeah even if yeah there were just yeah like reeds or seaweed or coral or kind of like different things shells that'd be cool yeah yeah use like shells it. in a new crafting recipe you know too that noise yeah. I mean, that's like what I'm loving about life in the woods is just, you know, I it's for the most part, it really is vanilla Minecraft. There's just lots more trees, plants, those type of things. So there's just more to look at. And it's like a prettier experience. Hmm. 
to me that would that that's one of the things I've always wished there was more of in vanilla. Well, my 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 fan server is supposed to be doing a, a a group one of that, but we're still life in the woods. Yeah, I, th- I think the the server side thing isn't ready yet, or something. If I remember rightly. Apparently, you cannot play Life in the Woods with uh, Zoom. I've been trying for like the last twenty minutes or so, and every five minutes you get the NVIDIA OpenGL driver error. Zoom. Yeah, the the, the, the program we use to. Uh, oh, when Zoom phone. is open. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. gotcha. I'm denied. Denied. Um, um, another game that I've been playing recently, Stardew Valley. Oh yeah, I love that game. I played it a bunch like two months ago, whenever before it was out, and I'm just really disappointed that um, the thing that drew me to the game was all the talks of multiplayer, and now the developer is just like, eh, I don't really know how to do anything multiplayer, so it'll come eventually, maybe, mm, I don't know. I know very little about it. Is that something, I heard it was kind of like Harvest Moon or it's something? exactly like Harvest Moon 64. Like, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, no, not exactly, but... It it basically takes all of the mechanics of Harvest Moon, and to be honest, I feel like it made them all better. Like you can, there's a whole bunch of like annoying things about Harvest Moon that are gone. Like there's a calendar that you can check upcoming events. You can always go to the mines. The mines are like levels basically that you play through. Um, instead, like in Harvest Moon, if you wanted to go har- like go forage for stuff, like there was like you'd look at this spot, pick up that thing, look at this spot, pick up this thing. Now it's like, so it's like procedurally generated where things will grow throughout the, uh, the seasons. Hmm. Um, you have like, you can, if you spend extra time to put down things like, uh, fertilizer or speed grow or whatever, it'll affect the crops. The crops could have like three different levels of like normal, good and great, uh, which you sort of had with with milk in Harvest Moon, but now all all of the items like forage items, uh, minerals, all those are, are uh, like that. Um, it is just it, it, they really they took the spirit of Harvest Moon and did everything better. I mean, just everything better. It's not in three D like Harvest Moon was sort of like a three D ish. This is all two D pixel. Um, which is fine. Um, I just love it so much. And any spare moment that I get, I want to open it up and get sucked into it. Harvest Moon was the first game. I even played it before. I think I got Diablo Um, because I got Diablo pretty late. Like it was on sale at Best Buy when I bought Diablo. Um, and so Harvest Moon was like the first game that I really spent too much time on and got grounded on because I played it too much <laughs> and like, um, so anyway, I am, I have just been loving it, loving it. You should do LP again. I'm not doing LPs anymore, really. I know. I know. I'm just picking on you. Yeah, I know. You should do that because everyone's all like, why why does Chad know I'll have Vivo? I find that doing an announcement video is the worst idea ever. Telling people like, okay, like, like I guess is, I'm kind of doing an announcement thing here, but giving people a video to freak out before they know what's going to happen 
is the worst idea. Like, if I was to say when I first had the idea that I was going to basically stop LPs on my OMG Chad channel and say, hey, we're, I'm going to stop LPs and I'm going to make this other thing that I'm really excited about that I have this vision for, they'd be like, you're the time to unsubscribe. But if over the next two months I make that product and show them what it is and then they're like, oh, I guess we're not doing LPs anymore. But hey, we like what you're doing now. It's like completely different conversation than... Hey, I'm not, I'm not, the thing that you know me for, I'm not really all that excited about anymore. I'm going to do this other thing. It's like, hate. Um, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, I think in one form or another, yeah, that's a challenge that all, you know, longtime YouTubers face. And, and yeah, I guess what you're saying is have some kind of replacement that people will like yeah. and get invested in before you. Yeah. You know, like, and just don't give people the, the, the forum to completely hate on something before they the see it yeah you're canceling firefly exactly <laughs> exactly don't say like before you cancel firefly hey we're canceling firefly by the way here's the place very publicly that you can complain about it um you know they just you know, i don't know and i don't know so that that's my point of view on that um do uh do you want to talk about your next project, Lorgan? You were talking about the the quest for everything, but uh, hmm. I think you have yeah. something else. I I do. I have a, I have a couple other maps that I have been working on. One of them is already out, uh, and one of them is yeah that I have been on this podcast before. I forgot to look back and see how long ago it was, but Minecraft Bingo. There's a new version of Minecraft Bingo. Minecraft Bingo version 3.0 for Minecraft 1.9. Everybody's favorite vanilla survival scavenger hunt mini game is back and now it runs on 1.9 command blocks and it's faster and smoother and has some nice features. But if you haven't played it before, it's basically, you get a map of 25 items. It's basically, you know, an in-game map. Like you'd walk around, you know, a map of your world, except for on the map, rather than it being a map of the world. It's got a picture of 25 different items that you can obtain in survival. Things like, you know, an ender pearl or cactus green or a redstone repeater. And the goal is to try to get five in a row, column or diagonal, as fast as possible, just by playing, you know, normal vanilla survival Minecraft. So you go out and punch trees and make tools and just try to find five of the items on your card. It's cool. And, and how much faster is it now on 1.9? The card generation is like 50 times faster. Like previously, it took like 45 seconds. And now it's like almost instantaneously. It's like you want a new card, boom. In a second, you look at your map. It's got a new 25 items on it or whatever. Point the new change. command blocks the new command blocks are basically a revolutionary change to how you can do Minecraft map programming stuff, in my opinion. And so, yeah, that was the thing that actually kind of motivated me. I said that, you know, I'd kind of been getting off of Minecraft about six months ago. And then a little bit after that, they introduced the new command block stuff. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And programming fooling around with that and then thinking oh man i could reprogram minecraft bingo so much easier now is what kind of got me back into minecraft with 1.9 and, and is there anything that uh like was super difficult with the transition like was it all new or did, were you able to copy anything i i pretty much read it all from scratch because the old version like 
I, I used a completely different approach. The old version, I placed everything by hand. So like all the command blocks and commands and redstone, you know, repeaters plugging things up together and blah, blah, blah. Like I just went in creative mode and placed everything by hand. Like I didn't use any MC editor or any tools like that. And which looking back on it is completely insane because there's like 3000 command blocks or whatever. Um, and it took me forever to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the new version... Um, I went for a completely different approach and it's all like programmed and like I have the code, uh, you know, like for all the commands and the text and the way to lay it out and like a text file and I'm like using programming language that then goes and translates it like exports, you know, the whole program then into into Minecraft and actually places the blocks and and builds the whole thing. And so if I need to make a change, I can just go and change, you know, the text file and then effectively like recompile it and rerun it and retest it kind of thing, which is way better. Um, but as a result, I basically had to rewrite everything from scratch because there was kind of no other way to do it. Um, but as a result, yeah, it's it runs a whole lot faster and has some more features. Like now you can play you can play on teams, and so there's up to four team colors that you can do now. And you can either, if you're an SMP multiplayer, you can either collaborate and join the same team and like uh, you know with your friends try to get things faster, or you can compete against each other. Um, there's still the lockout mode where you can have each each individual square be erased. So like if one person gets if one person gets a cauldron, the other person can't get a cauldron because they're locked out of that particular square. And so it kind of becomes like playing a game of tic-tac-toe and like blocking the other person kind of thing. That's cool. um, and there's still uh, weekly seed challenges. There's a Minecraft Bingo subreddit uh, slash r slash Minecraft Bingo, where basically each week I post a seed. And in Minecraft Bingo, like one of the options when you create a new card is to give it a seed number. And you just type in a seed number and it generates the same card for everybody. So you can go into your single player world and I can go in my single player world and we can both play card 47 and we get the same card and we get the same spawn point. And so you can race kind of individually. And so during the week, everybody, you know, just goes and plays their own seeds and then posts their times on the subreddit. And, you know, we see who the winners are over the course. Will that generate the same world as well? And yeah, so it's the same world and spawn point. Basically, bingo takes place in one gigantic world. Like each time you spawn, you spawn in one of 90,000 random spawn points that can be like, you know, hundreds of thousands of blocks away. Uh, but each particular seed, when you do the seeded games, it always spawns you like, you know, if you're playing card 47, you're always going to spawn at, you know, negative 30,000 plus 170,000 or whatever. And since it's the same world seed, that means you get the same terrain as someone else who does it. So you're both going to start in a desert. You're both going to start, you know, in the extreme hills. Hmm. That's cool. It's a bit. It's a bit like GeoGuessr. Sort of, you can challenge other people. And... Yeah, and you know, like Splunky and Binding of Isaac, like also have places where there's you know like a Splunky Daily Challenge or Binding of Isaac. Like they have like daily seed challenges that they do on a subreddit or whatever. And so basically, if you like, if you like a short you know thing for Minecraft, that's a mini game that you can kind of like play in a half an hour, and uh, you want to you want to just do it competitively for fun, then it's it's a fun thing to check out. Very cool. And where can people find out more? Um, you can uh, either follow at Minecraft Bingo on Twitter. Uh, you can go to my channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash Zorgon111, and it'll be like the feature video if you're not already subscribed to me. Uh, but basically, yeah, there's just you know no mods or anything. It's vanilla 1.9, and so you just download the map and put it in your world's folder and, and go to it. Very cool. So you need to weekly challenges so that people can 
And yeah, and the weekly challenges are uh, all on the Minecraft Bingo subreddit. And then I also have, they come out each Friday afternoon. And so on Friday afternoon, I also upload a video to my channel uh, where I announce the weekly seed challenges. That's you cool. Visit the you can play it without needing friends. Right. That's <laughs> In fact, you can challenge your friends that aren't your friends. Yeah. Right. Some people, yeah. Some people, uh, yeah, maybe don't have friends, but some people also just don't have a server to play on their friends with, you know, with uh, friends and stuff like that. And so even if you have those limitations, you can still you can still compete and have fun. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, with that, I think we're going to head on over to Ask Crack. You guys sent in questions and we will try to come up with answers. Uh, Before we do that. Yes. Uh, I have another topic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Let's do it. Oh, I thought that so, that, that topic was uh, your the thing for everything. Right. Sorry. Yeah, no. That was my fault. That was my um, fault. Go ahead. I've, I've, I've been a busy map maker lately. This one is not <laughs> quite This one is not quite done. Um, but in addition to Minecraft Bingo, in addition to the Collect All Items game, I've also been working on uh, a mini CTM map or set of mini CTM maps, um, which I'm calling... Vanilla Swirl CTM. <laughs> that uh, sounds like and, uh, dunking your head in a toilet. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's not the image I was going the for. Swirl. I was ice cream. The, Everyone loves ice cream. Yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, but yeah, the reason the reason it's called Vanilla Swirl is I take uh, a chunk of vanilla Minecraft terrain and I kind of reform it into a CTM map. And unlike most CTM maps that you've played that are, you know, like made by a human and they design, you know, dungeons and place the spawners and loot chests or whatever, it's all done completely algorithmically. And so I've got a program which starts with a piece of terrain and then adds dungeons to it and will find an interesting cave system and put a bunch of spawners in it and turn that into a dungeon and hide secret, you know, loot chests and treasures around the map. And uh, yeah, and as a result... I can make, you know, not just one map, but like a whole set of maps that are all different, but have the same features, but take place on different terrain. Um, And I can customize like the difficulty and you can like turn a knob up and down in terms of, you know, how difficult things will be. Or I can customize things even for like, maybe you like CTM maps, but you want more of a challenge and you want to play it in UHC mode. And so I can change the loot tables with a knob to make it so that, you know, occasionally the mobs are going to drop golden apples uh, to make it possible to play with no natural health regeneration turned on. And yeah. Now, I don't know if when you're... you say I can, does that mean you or anybody that downloads the thing? So right now it's, quite a process to actually produce a map despite the fact that <laughs> it's in amazing. theory in theory yeah. ideal would be there's a program and there's a bunch of parameters and you press a button and you know you set the parameters and you press a button and it spits out a map that meets those parameters um, in practice it is still quite far from that uh, and so basically it usually takes me a few hours to produce a map given some parameters because of a few different things. One involves me just finding new bugs in the code when I twiddle things around in new ways or try it on a new set of terrain. Um, one is that there's a number of kind of failure conditions that I don't have easy ways to test for. And so I need to kind of curate the map after it's been produced and make sure that what it did actually made sense. Hmm. And so the idea that I have is I'm going to try to release. I think this will probably come out in like a couple of weeks or so from, I guess the podcast is going to air tomorrow. Yeah. Sometime in t- before the end of March, hopefully 
I'm going to release like a few maps just so that people can kind of like see them and get a sense of the difference. And then maybe try to come up with a way for people to make requests so that they can say, you know, I would like to play, you know, a version of this map that starts me in a jungle biome and is more difficult or whatever. Or maybe, you know, maybe you you want to play it with your friends, but uh, you're from Germany and your friends only speak German and read German. And you heard about the map because you speak and read English. Uh, but I would love a German version of this map. And I've got all the strings factored out. And so if I could find someone to actually go and translate, you know, all the names of the items and, you know, all the lore that's in the books and all those kinds of things into German, I could give you a, uh, you know, a map that's in German. Um, and so the idea is that I can produce a bunch of these different maps and then, you know, possibly I'm hoping, you know, if people are interested enough in the idea, I don't know how well it's going to work. I've had a number of beta testers already. And for the most part, they think the map is enjoyable. It's a short map. It's, you know, mini CTM. It just has three objectives, probably just takes on the order of like four to 20 hours, depending upon how much CTM experience you have. Um, but if it's a thing that people are interested in and catches on, I'm hoping that I can kind of ask people to, you know, commission me to make maps and add certain features and it can just grow and grow over time. Um, and I'll be able to produce more maps with more content. And then, you know, like someone says, oh, I'd really like this feature. And, um, you know, I can try to work with them to produce that feature and then put that into future maps kind of thing. But that's a long-term view. In the short term, it's if you're looking for a Minecraft mini CTM map for 1.9, you can subscribe to Reddit slash R slash Vanilla Swirl CTM. Uh, and, you know, just stay tuned over there for maps coming out soon. Which I think will be interesting and hopefully different. How many subreddits do you have now? (laughs) (laughs) Minecraft Bingo and Vanilla Swirl CTM are the only subreddits that I think I've actually like created. And Brian Logan. Uh, Yeah, and Logan 111. Okay, three. (laughs) Just three. And r slash Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have r slash Brian. You don't have r slash the guy who makes the. Scavenger hunt map. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I like that. that. That looks good. It's just I was just reading the the more details page, which is probably yeah. And I figure I, like I don't. Really good idea. I, like it. I, I don't know, but like I imagine like for LPers also like uh, being able to play a map that's like the same but different than one that someone else is playing. Hypothetically, yeah. hypothetically, I could imagine that for example, if you were a group of three people playing a map and you were always getting compared to some other guy who was playing a map and now you could be playing a slightly different map. And so when people were complaining that the other guy did it better, well, he didn't have a gas spawner right on the corner of this area. You know, you'd have, you would think that there was logic that could be applied in that situation, but you would be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I think the comments, I think you'd be able to, yeah, completely logically refute anything that people said. And uh, people would say, you know, that's a very sound argument and I hadn't thought about it that way. And now I appreciate both different ways that two different people might approach the argument of there's three people sharing all the loot versus one person getting all the loot and editing out all their failures was pretty sound, but I was mistaken. <laughs> Anyways. I mean, I, I like CTMs, but the, the, the big rest of them are always the 16 block ones and they, they are just too big. I agree. They're, they're all right when you're doing a long series with a group of friends, but when you're on your own, it's just, it, yeah, I really enjoy playing CTM maps, but the length is the thing that yes. has turned me off. I feel oh, like no, somewhere I... in like the six to eight objectives might be like a good sweet spot, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but 
in any case, this one's short. And so, yeah, it's something that's easy to try out. And if you don't like it, you don't, you haven't invested all that much time. Yeah. No, I, I like the sound of this. It's exciting. <laughs> what have you, what, 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 have you, what have you, so I don't want to stretch this on, but what have you written this in this, this sort of program to do? You're not doing it in. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's an external program. Uh, F sharp is my programming language of choice that I am using. Um, and so basically, yeah, it goes and produces the maps. And so it basically, it starts with like a 2000 by 2000 chunk of vanilla Minecraft terrain. And then I go and analyze it and, you know, I can figure out all the connected cave systems underground and know which ones will be good to, you know, try to put dungeons in and I can find the highest mountain on the map and try to put a dungeon on top of that, you know, where you're trying to climb your way up to a loot box and I can... I do. I take advantage of some of the Minecraft terrain customized features. We can change like the ore spawns um, and substitute some blocks out and different types of things. And so, yeah, there's there's a bit that goes into it, but it's been a lot of fun to develop. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, exciting. Awesome. Uh, now, any, anything else? Let's uh, move on to Ask Crash. You built Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did yeah? Did you make any other maps? Is that <laughs> that's it now, that's now it. i've reached again uh ask crack where you guys submitted questions and we are going to try to answer them the first one comes by the way uh i found them during the middle of the podcast so contestants on the podcast uh go make read your question make sure you're cool with it contestants uh, we're contestants yeah that's what, what do you say wow. uh guests uh what hosts co-hosts what's the right word people you guys Hey, screwballs. Participants. Participants in the, yeah, anyway. Uh, hey, Podcrackers and special guest. Do you still get excited for the weekends and dream and dread Mondays? Or has working from home, setting your own schedule, made it another day of the week? Your new Friday, question mark. Sean. Uh, I actually have <laughs> scheduled everything on the weekdays, and I get my weekends free. And yeah, I dread Mondays. I have more stuff to do on Tuesdays. Uh, so I actually, you know what? Now I don't. Um, but yeah, I dread Mondays and I look forward to the weekends when I know that I have two days where I haven't scheduled anything and most work will start up again on Monday for me. I was talking to somebody just the other day about weekends and I said, weekends have no meaning for me anymore. And I mean, I've been working for myself for, 15 odd years so when you do work for yourself you kind of don't have weekends anyway unless you specifically schedule them uh and i don't say so. i know some people here do but i don't so every day is a week weekends open but i mean you know if something comes up like there's a uhc or if someone has something to record or whatever or if i'm gonna be out of town the next week or whatever that i end up normally working throughout the weekend too so um, but I try to keep Friday or Saturday and Sunday open, you know, just not to schedule like, yeah. uh, this, like a group content that's going to happen every single Saturday or whatever. Yeah. Go out of stuff. Yeah. When you're not, you know, doing any kind of typical, you know, Monday to Friday, nine to five kind of thing. I think one place where weekends still are weekends is the fact that so many other people that you interact with in the real world are on that schedule. And so even if it's not a weekend for you, it's a weekend for other people. And so, you know, mm. if you're trying to, you know, go out on a trip to the beach or whatever, that's when other people are going to be available. And so it's still the weekend in that regard. Yeah. Right. For, for me, like when I, 
like, you know, I, I kind of started YouTube full time in October of 2014. Um, and I had really booked out my entire week. I mean, back then I was doing, you know, Gmod, the the recap, um, an, another uh, Let's Play. I had booked it so that every moment of the week was taken up. But if anything happened during the week, if anything happened, it would push off whatever I had scheduled and that would always land on the weekend, just always. And so now I have been able to sort of like, I've found that balance finally of what can I do uh, and leave some space within the week that when something comes up, like I needed to go run car insurance to someplace or I, or I needed to mail a pack or orders came in through the store or something. If something comes up through the week that I can do it also that week, like maybe on Thursday or Friday, um, and still get the weekend. Um, that, that's been, I mean, it's taken me a year to get there and I had to, you know, change up a lot of stuff in order for that to finally happen to have a weekend. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess the other thing, yeah. And some people maybe alluded to it a little bit. It's, uh, or before is, when you're kind of setting your own schedule and you're your own, your own boss or whatever, like you can also, it's easy to be like harder on yourself or allocate oh, yeah. you know, more time than, than you can afford to allocate kind of thing. Oh yeah. So I think that's, that's yeah. Another thing that people. That's probably been the hardest thing is the more I work, the more success I have, but I have to find a balance between work and life. You know, it's like, I'm not going to be happy if I'm working all the time. Um, but normally it, the, it, if I am focusing on doing work, I am, you know, something's happening. Maybe it's, maybe it's even just a Twitch stream that doesn't get a whole bunch of viewers, but there's, a, there's viewers there and, you know, I'm interacting with the chat room and that's a good thing. And that in my mind is success. Like, but that's work and you have to find a balance. Okay, moving on to Good. Good, do you have a question you're going to answer? Oh, you're going to answer too. Yeah, um, I will. Michael, <laughs> Mike, Mike A. L. <laughs> what kind of name? Is there accidental space there? Anyways. No, um, it's not. It's not accidental because this person asked five questions. The name was spelled that way in every single one of them. Okay, so Mike, Mike A. L. Michelle um, L. Let's see. Uh, it's been a touchy subject, but do cats really love people? How about dogs? Are cats better than dogs? And are you a cat person or a dog person? The right answer, our dogs are way better, according to Michael. Well, Michael doesn't know how to spell their own name, so uh, you can take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, do you I think, think that animals love people that feed them? I think that dogs uh, have a different type of connection to human right. beings than cats. Uh, but I think that's just the way they, they were domesticated throughout history. That's dogs are stupid. Here's the thing is dogs are pack animals. You look at wolves and they're in packs. They're made to be in a group with an alpha male in charge. That's what the dogs do. do. Right. And that's so what lions do. Yeah, you, you you have a lion in your house? No, but I mean, that's usually you don't have a fucking wolf. People don't have wolves in their house either. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But still, dogs are, I feel like, a lot closer to wolves than lions are to house cats. 
I don't know. You put a box in a lion's cage, I guarantee he'll sit in it. Uh, okay. It's true. It's true. If you just weigh a wolf and weigh a dog and weigh a lion and weigh a house cat, there's a big difference in the weight of those animals. Okay. Well, let's use That's like the, the dumbest uh, argument I've ever heard, and I made it. Uh, <laughs> those two animals way different. I could say we could use bobcats as an example, then, because bobcats yeah, exactly. is like a house cat, and they 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 act similar. Oh, oh, and bobcats run in packs. No, they don't. I'm telling you, cats are pack animals too. No, they're not. In you the wild, might, they you, are. You, I, I, you don't happen to bring a pack in unless you're a crazy cat lady. But uh, I think that uh, I think they're very similar. I mean, no, cats can stand other cats, but they don't roam in a pack. Here's here's what Google says. Cats are indeed solitary, a solitary species, but they can and do live in groups. This means it's sometimes confusing because we are social. They are. We are social animals and have a difficult time understanding understanding different social. This is why that was the worst. The worst, I thought. So, yeah, they're social animals. Uh, anyway, this is the, what I assume is that they're social an- animals, um, but they're not pack animals. They don't look for an alpha. What? Are you saying lions aren't cats? I don't feel like lions look for an alpha. Have you ever seen the lion? They do. Yeah, the, a cartoon. That's based on the, the real way lions live. You're a doctor, Brian. Back someone up at least. Have to be They're music. a colony. Cats <laughs> live in a colony, not in a pack. Okay, fine. It's a doll colony too, then. I, I know what I know what he's trying to say. He's saying because because lions have a pride, and, and there's they there's guess. an alpha male lion, and there's there's just a few little females and stuff, and but. There's difference to being a pack animal, I think. Like, I swear my cats act like, like Conifer, he thinks that Penny and Crystal are both his bitch. And he can tell them what to do. Like, my wife is just as much under him and the structure of things as Penny is. Like, I don't even know. Like, if my wife go like, first, I can go in our bedroom and shut the door, and that's fine. Conifer knows I've shut the door, and he's not allowed in there. But if my wife is, does that, he, like, gets, like, ferocious and, like, you're not allowed to be in there without me kind of thing. I don't know. Conifer hates you. But that's, that's... Yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, that's probably what it is. He just gives a shit. But the question is, do cats love people and do dogs love people? And I think they both do. I think, you know, cats are, are, are given this... People, you know, see cats as this independent animal that doesn't care about you. And, like, you know, you can leave a cat alone at your home. And I think they miss you, but they don't miss you the same as a dog does. A dog can't get through the day or whatever. You know, cats are smart enough to know where to poop and pee and stuff. And dogs just uh, all anywhere is fine. I mean, I it's just an intelligence thing. Yeah. I mean, I agree with the fact that your animals are dependent on you for food. And so there's definitely a connection there that comes to food. That they know that you're the holder of the food, no matter what animal it is. But I also feel like there's another connection there. And if you've ever spent a lot of time with an animal, there's many times when food isn't even an, a factor. You know, they're, they've, they've been fed by automatically by a robot, at least in my house, 
for years. They don't. And they know, love that robot. They. <laughs> They, they don't really cats are the sluttiest cats I've ever met. I am convinced right. that if Chad died tomorrow, the next person that strolled <laughs> up in there, they would love them just as much as they love Chad. So <laughs> the thing, but what I, I go, I mean, okay, sure. You can say that, but that uh, to me still makes the point that it's not only a food to love ratio. Like they obviously like interacting with people above and beyond us giving them food. You know, yeah. there's there's some there's some other factor above and beyond just food. Who knows if it's a super deep connection? I know that uh, not these cats, uh, but I had a cat named Tanashi who w- would run at the sight of everyone except me. Right. And whenever I was gone, she would meow and meow and meow until it would take about a week for her to finally be able to like walk up to someone else and look for attention. Um, so I do know that with that cat, um, I was different. I was a different human than every other human. And whenever I got home, it was instantaneous. Uh, you know, like, Oh, I'm, I'm happy that you're here. Like anyone else would walk through the door. She would run under the, under the bed. If I walk through the door, she'd look over, be fine. Um, I think that's more common with cats than, than how your current cats are personally. Yeah. 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 As cats, they know a human, they get, they understand what its nature is and they connect with it. And if that, if it's not that human, they're like, this person's going to attack me. This person's going to kill me. Um, I think, I don't know where Brian's affiliation is, but I think the problem is also that we're all cat people. I I am also a cat person. Mm -hmm. Um, I had cats growing up and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know that I don't know enough about, you know, the history of dog and cat evolution and domestication to try to (laughs) make a sound argument based on that. Um, but yeah, just based on my own cat, uh, personal preferences or whatever. Yeah. Cats are better. They're fluffy and purry and cozy. Um, and I like, I yeah. go for a walk every day around the neighborhood and I count how many of the neighbor's cats that I see. Cause there's a lot of outdoor cats in the neighborhood. And like when I come back home and it's like an eight cat day, that's like makes my day. <laughs> <laughs> this was an eight cat day. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. See, I don't have anything uh, like that big against dogs. I could probably... If say I dated someone who really badly wanted a dog, it'd have to be the right dog. Uh, <laughs> like it would have, to, it couldn't be like a smelly, stinky, drooly dog. I could not deal with that. But I think I'd be fine with getting a dog. I prefer cats. I also prefer how little maintenance they are. They are independent. You give them food. You give them a litter box. Make sure to clean the litter box. I hate, I hate when I go to someone's house and they have a dog and the dog is just up in your face. Like all the time, the dog needs to have attention. That drives me so nuts. Humping your leg. I know. Well, maybe not that far. (laughs) They don't love you that much. But that's, I like the the fact that right now I'm having a, in fact, Sella kind of pisses me off a lot of times because she's like, Oh, give me like pet me. I didn't touch him. I'm like, shut up and leave me alone. Um, I'd like what? that. That right now I'm doing a podcast and there's not a dog that I have to worry about freaking needing attention every minute of the day. I can go on a trip. I don't have to worry about them getting you know like they entertain themselves. The cats. Um, 
I don't need to make sure that they're walked or anything like that. So that's why I like cats. Yeah, I don't think there's any version of a dog I like. I was trying, trying, trying to think of one because like my mom has these little – she's always had these Pomeranians, and now she's in koalas, <laughs> and both of those are just like the most annoying of all animals, little yappy – like tiny dogs, yeah. I feel like they don't have enough brain power or something to be yeah. like, you know, like middle-sized dogs that people. I, I have friends who have yeah, like normal-sized dogs and chihuahuas. I, I, I get it. Like I'm not a dog person, but like I, you know, they have fun with them and they go out on walks and the dogs are really nice and attached to them and you know, like would defend them. You know, if anything, you know, like tries to hurt them and right. Um, but edit, you know, you can play, you know, fetch and tricks and you know, they learn stuff and commands and all those kinds of things. But, uh, but yeah, they're also, they're, they're more work. Um, they're a lot bigger kind of responsibility and part of your life. And so, yeah, I like the more kind of hands off cats are just kind of there and around and you can cuddle them occasionally and occasionally they'll come meow up at you or whatever. Yeah. Then yeah sometimes they deem that they're ready for attention and they come up and you're like, Oh, thank you for blessing me with your presence. You're adorable. And then they go off and do their own thing later. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, again, I, I like dogs and I wouldn't mind having a dog, but I am very much a cat person. Right. But I think what I say is having a, having a cat is like living with a teenager and having a dog is like living with a baby. Yeah. 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 If I was going to get a dog, it'd have to be like, Zel- like Paz's dog Zelda. Like adorable to look at, fluffy, husky, playful. But then also that dog seems so well behaved and like, doesn't have you bark. never heard of all the times that Paul's had to chase this thing all through cities? Oh, I haven't <laughs> heard of that. Oh, if you give give them a chance, this dog will bolt and it will run. And good luck getting this dog back. The night that, like, uh, I think it was the night they got home with the baby, it bolted. And uh, Paul's was out for, like, three hours trying to get it back, chasing it all through the city. And then he lost his wallet in the process. And, like, it was a mess. Yeah, I don't know. See, like, that's the thing. Big too. I don't like that they're always licking you and jumping yeah. up on you and they're so big. I hate the smell of dog dander. I hate the smell <laughs> of dog dander. Dogs stink. They, I've never met a dog that didn't have some smell. That's that what I say. And then you talk to a dog person they're like, what are you talking about? My dog doesn't smell at all. And I'm like, so we stereotype dog people. We're really bad, actually, about this. Yeah. I, I want to apologize in advance. But anytime we see someone on their cell phone and uh, driving and smoking a cigarette and they'll like flick the cigarette out and bump it off your car, we're like, bet they got a dog. <laughs> Uh, yeah so wrong. yeah it wouldn't be the podcast if we didn't try to alienate him. yeah if we didn't piss off <laughs> somebody yeah um yeah so that's a, okay one more thing and then we're moving off on this topic if i ever got a dog i feel like i would have to go through training i would have to train the hell out of that dog to make sure that i heal come back to me sit lay down shut the hell up stop barking like i would have to i hate barking um you know i would have to train the hell out of the dog to make sure that it was smart and wouldn't do that bullshit like you know yeah so there's that badge you're next oh god um switched off uh damn minecrackers this is from peter who is your favorite historical figure? P.S. Who won the other military golf match? I saw a match with one of the two competitions in Doug's video. Uh, which do you want to deal with first? Uh, let's let's get the, the golf match out of the way. 
Yeah, so yeah, I won the first one on our half because we split into two groups, didn't we? Um, and did you say my score was? No, our, our loser score was. You're the only one that was there in this group, so don't. Look no, I was there. Did you go? Oh, did you go? Okay, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. the the so we, then after we did that first match, we decided that we were going to break it up into winners and losers. I thought it was going to be like the th- the th- two winners on one team versus the two winners yeah. on the other team. They did it based off of points. So they tallied up everyone's points, put them in a thing, cut it off in the middle. And I was the one who won in our group. I was the only one. <laughs> their group was so much better that all that happened was Arcus, who was the worst in their group, switched over to the group that I used to be <laughs> in. Was, school yeah, so the worst in their group became basically the best in the other group and the and I switched to be over there and I was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who won that group. Oh, no, uh, Zed did, didn't they? I uh, thought I saw Zisto yeah. tweet out like a score. Yeah, yeah, no, Zisto yeah. won, and I think he was thirteen points ahead of the next, the second place. It <laughs> just slaughtered them, uh, and then uh, yeah, Nebris won ours, but then it turns out he played it before. Oh, that course? <laughs> yeah. Typical. 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 No joke. Typical. Uh, okay. Well, who's your favorite historical figure? I think this is going to be the last question because we're running out of time here. I don't know. I hate, I hate favorite questions. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll answer. Thomas Jefferson. I Why? freaking I uh, I we had to do a whole thing on the founding fathers, and Thomas Jefferson just seemed like the coolest one. He <laughs> was like super progressive. He ended up making like a university. Uh, he was like into all sorts of stuff. He was into architecture and science and like just like really cool things you go to monticello and it was like the home he built and it's just so classy and nice and you go to someone like other people's homes and they're like they're trying to be something that they're not like if you go to washington's house like he had this weird like faux brick wood facade thing it's like looks so ugly and you go to jefferson's house and it's like oh he was actually like really tasteful and this looks amazing and it's really really cool um Anyway, so I, I really, really like Thomas Jefferson. I was going to say Teddy Roosevelt. I have been, uh, I recently read a biography of Roosevelt and I've been listening to another book on tape uh, that talks about his life. And he's just a fascinating person, um, both in terms of political life, but also just because he's kind of a larger than life kind of guy. So whether you think about him as like a New York police commissioner or someone who would end up, you know, inheriting the presidency uh, after being elected vice president and, you know, the president died, like, um, and yeah, like started the National Parks Foundation was, you know, like big out into the West and wildlife and would go, you know, on safari in Africa and, um, you know, rough riders down in the war and just super exciting, interesting person. And also, yeah, progressive politician for his time that was really, you know, a good guy trying to like root out corruption and fight kind of like party standards or whatever, like reading that history or whatever. Like I see a lot of parallels in terms of stuff that's going on today. And, but he's just super interesting and entertaining. And um, yeah, I actually, I just started reading it because I traveled across uh, the country this past year and had gone through uh, Yellowstone National Park and you know, was learning more about the park system and decided to start reading about Teddy Roosevelt. And it's just a fascinating character. 
I was gonna say Tesla, but then when you start, both of y'all started talking about Franklin came to mind too, or Malcolm X. Those are the ones that the three that. Came oh, to I was like, you mean Elon Musk? Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense now. <laughs> so he's not dead yet. He's not. I mean, it's kind of history. Not, not I mean, last year is technically history, but uh, yeah, no, not the car. Yeah, the guy. Well, Obama's my answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, good Boldfist. Not, uh, not Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did just make history in Michigan. I mean, if we, if we were going to say someone who's alive, it'd be Elon Musk. Like, no, hands down, no, no joke. Hmm. I'm not a big Musk fan, but that's me. I go, uh, I go Brunel. I think I know. I'm bucking the trend here by not picking a president, but uh, <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> pick an American figure. Uh, isn't isn't bucking the Brunel because he was a pretty, he was like the tester of his day. Yeah. And so good, you answered with your three people. Yeah, I go. I just went. I go smather them. <laughs> smather one of those guys. Uh, that about wraps it up for this episode of the podcast. Thanks so much for watching. If you want to submit a question, head on over to MindcrackLP.com/slash/podcast. That's where you can ask us questions and also find links to subscribe on YouTube or iTunes or an RSS feed. Is there? So you can put it in your favorite podcatcher of your choice. And enjoy the podcast. Next week, uh, everyone is doing something. I'm at GDC. Good's gone. Badge's gone. Everyone's gone. So next week, there will not be a podcast. Sorry about that. Uh, but I believe that we will be back on track the week after. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Yes. It was fantastic to Thanks have you. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for being on. Uh, everyone, make sure you check out Bingo version 3.0 and Vanilla Swirl CTM has nothing to do with toilets. I'm sorry that I mentioned that before. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, and stay tuned here, I guess, for uh, Surviving Minecraft Island. Oh, Island yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, Surviving Minecraft Island. Minecraft. Very exciting. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching the podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace.